0: And Matt Weekly, the show where we chat about sports, the show where we chat about entertainment, and then at the end we all bring it all together like a neat little package and chat some sports entertainment. We're your hosts, I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Matt. <laughs> Bonjour! <laughs> How's everybody doing out there?
1: We hope you're doing well. This is Boris and Matt Weekly. <laughs> i almost uh, forgot uh, my name <laughs> i saw that i'm sat here drinking a uh a bud light mango seltzer it's pretty terrible but they're on sale at the lcbo so hey you gotta you gotta pull shoot sometimes and yeah life is good man how you doing
0: big homie i'm doing great honestly i cannot wait for this fucking week to end uh that's my one <laughs> swear word dude honestly i've been so out busy. Of the way quick so so busy like i mentioned a few gotcha. weeks ago or last week i don't even know when it was uh my day job my shoot job as we like to say um got acquired so which has been a good thing it's been a very good and positive thing but you know you got to make sure that you're all the employees are happy you got to make sure that you're uh the people that report to you or as i like to call them the underlings are happy um which they are for probably the most probably <laughs> They probably won't be if you call them underlings, but please keep, don't they, listen to this show. So they're never going to know that I call them underlings. Hey, right. So <laughs> um, no, but yeah, all my direct reports, they seem pretty hyped. Uh, not Mojo Raleigh hyped, but just hyped. Uh, and today had a super important uh, meeting where I was actually the one of the first people to give a presentation to the new powers that be um, in terms of what we do, what our product is, how I support the product, yada, yada, yada. Didn't get Jeff Jarrett and Vince Command on the spot. So that was good. Uh, but it was no, all in all, it was a really good meeting. And I cannot wait for this freaking week to end. Because like I said, with all of that, I've been literally talking to every single one of my customers, making sure that they're cool too, right? Because they have plans. When a company gets acquired, that's always a little uh, scary for, for, for the tech industry, right? So I've been super busy with that. Uh, but uh, hopefully once I finish all this, finish all that, uh, I'll be able to get back to my regularly scheduled uh, program of just being busy with other stuff mainly SNME stuff, not to say that we haven't been busy. And this is like the odd week where we do the midweek to end week BAM. And the reason for that is I like recording BAM on Sundays. Um, it works out while football isn't on. Uh, and the unfortunate part is Sundays are sometimes pay-per-view nights. And I just don't want like a million and one shows at once. Uh, so, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll always find kind of like that midweek slot when there is a pay-per-view on a Sunday, which is more rare. So it kind of works out win-win for us. I'm a fan of getting all our my shows done by, like, you know, Wednesday morning, Tuesday night, and then having the rest of the week to kind of coast and uh, do whatever it is that I do. But uh, that is that. Matt. Matthew. How are you?
1: I'm good, man. Life is good. Uh, I am well, you know, uh, physically. Lots of work. Uh, the uh, at my job, the owner is in California right now, living it up, living the high life. Uh, nice. No, he's on a on a business trip. But yeah, so it's uh, the, the store is a little chaotic, but it's I, I don't know. I'm getting lots of hours. But yeah, I I, uh, I usually have Wednesday and Thursday off, but I had to work Wednesday and Thursday this week, so that was part of the reason why Bam was a little screwed up as well. But we're coming at you now, and uh, yeah, lots of lots of stuff to talk about, big homie uh but yeah no thank you for asking i'm well it, it's getting nicer in toronto too which is good it's just it's just i was walking around with my hoodie jacket in hand today and that just feels
0: nice you know Doesn't it's it? just uh, n- new beginnings right considering that what a week ago less than a week ago we were buried in snow with yet another snowstorm but uh honestly man it's been really nice weather like all day i've had the window open in the room that i work in and just letting that 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 nice breeze in and it's been feeling really really freaking good just just beautiful beautiful man i'm in a weird but good mood all right man that's
1: good uh i'm always in a weird but good mood generally on this podcast that's that's the energy i feel like i try to bring to it so this this should be fun man has uh, do to. you want to start yes <laughs> well yeah, and today we both are do you want to uh do you want to start talking some
0: some stand-up comedy well yeah because no one watches reality tv the way that i do it, And oh my god has there been some tea <laughs> in the reality tv world if, oh go on if you're talking your talk, okay boy. If anyone watches or even knows about Vanderpump Rules and the <laughs> everything that's been happening with Thomas Sandoval and Ariana and Raquel, shoot me a message. We got tons to talk about. Man, I have never talked to my sister as much as I have this week, just going back and forth with talking about Vanderpump Rules and the reality TV stuff. Oh, man. The tea has been spilling all freaking week. Dude, it's been better than wrestling. Whoever writes that stuff should just get hired <laughs> by WWE oh
1: that's amazing yeah and they can write uh they can write storylines and lock them in months in advance as we'll talk about long-term second.
0: storytelling motherfuckers sorry yeah
1: r-rated. It's, it's, oh man r-rated boris boris with four r's today boris uh <laughs> yeah I, I actually my roommates have been watching survivor so that's been on it seems like a good season i kind of been uh digesting it in the background mostly that, but it
0: feels it feels like it's a solid season of survivor <laughs> That first episode of Survivor, because, yes, I have also been watching Survivor. Uh, That first episode of Survivor had more injuries than a typical uh, NFL game. Dude, it was crazy. I don't know if you caught on that. Like, there were four or five injuries among three people.
1: Wow. No, I actually, I I, I didn't really catch much of the first one. I did watch the second one a lot more. I didn't realize that. Good heavens. So right
0: away, first game, first challenge uh, for them to get their flints and uh, matches and and machete and shit like that, right? Uh, Some guy fell, hit his head, just split his head open, just wide open, and then just, just about passes out. Later on in the game, same guy, he's just chilling under the sun of whatever island they're in in the Pacific, just about passes out because of the sun. Later on in the episode, uh, someone separates their shoulder after trying to climb a mountain like a moron. Uh, and then I forget what the last injury was, but there was another injury during the actual game. And, dude, it was like I've never seen whoever that medic is just finally got his, like, 20-plus years uh, of, uh, of, of, of work, uh, you know, oh justified.
1: Yeah, no doubt. That's crazy. Maybe pro wrestling bookers are writing reality TV. It's true, Boris.
0: Yep, exactly. Brian Gerwitz, get at us. <laughs> exactly. Court Bauer on the Survivor team. All right. So let's talk some comedy because it's uh, both of us watched some specials. I did catch the second special on Netflix that we were talking about uh, because I did want to talk about that. Uh, but, you know, I think it's well known that both you and I are a fan of the lulls of the comedy of certain comedians. Uh, so what did we watch, Matt?
1: Yeah, uh love stand up have done stand up. Gonna do it again. Uh it, the thing is to be good at it you must dedicate yourself so uh, fiercely and you always got to be performing and thinking about material and it's it's a full life thing. So I need to do it for like a year, put out an album and that'll be good. You know, I don't I I don't want to be Jerry Seinfeld. But it would be dope if I could be like you know, even a very poor man's Adam uh, Levine or Divine or whatever his real name is from Workaholics. It's just somebody discover me. You know, it's about goddamn time. Anyway, Boris, moving on to the, the to the talk of real comedians. Chris Rock, let's start with him. Selective outrage on Netflix. So lots to like about the special, lots to dislike about the special, in my opinion, my humble yep. opinion. Chris Rock takes big fucking swings. That's why I love Chris Rock. He is my favorite comedian. He and Dave Chappelle, but I would I would rank Chris Rock number 1. I've seen his specials more. I've laughed along with them and like my family. Honestly, like he's he's taught me about like a different culture and a different, you know, just just like a way of thinking and the way that Chris Rock delivers jokes where he's telling truths that are so funny. You know, I just I I really I love that style. That's kind of what I want to do as a comedian. So, like, I just I I love Chris Rock. I was I was really disappointed with this special. In some ways, in some ways I liked it. In some ways, I found it very interesting. But he's just he's really hung up on the cancel culture thing. It's just like yeah. I, if I if I never again have to hear a rich comedian bitch about cancel culture, it will be too soon. Like we get it there's been a dozen comedians in a dozen specials doing the same material over and over and over. Like I just, uh, I'm over it. Some trans jokes, not really like openly transphobic. Like you could say Dave Chappelle specials have been, but it's just like, we get it. We're, we're done with it. He talked about Will Smith at the very end, which was interesting, but it felt like the wound was still quite fresh and raw.
2: Like, yes. it felt
0: like he wasn't very, he wasn't over it at all. No, he, he, he was very much not over it. And if it, it felt like this was his moment to finally talk about it in public. Yes. Yeah. And he'd be building to it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, uh, <coughs> excuse me. What I do okay. like about the special. Yes. <laughs> what I do like about the special a lot is that he did it live and, Comedy specials are performed over two or three or more nights and usually edited together numerous sets, sometimes two or three sets in that night. Right. So you're getting a best of compilation in a comedy special. And Chris Rock did this one in one take. And he actually in the live performance, which apparently has since been edited out Although when I went and watched it immediately after it was still in it, I did see him screw up his final joke about Will Smith, which in a way I felt added to the set. It certainly did not add to the humor because he fucked the joke up, but it added to the emotion of the set because he was so in the moment. He was he was so like raw and feeling what he was saying that he actually just got upset and said the wrong thing because he was going. He was ranting, you know, he was feeling it. So I actually liked that flub in its own way. The most interesting part of the special was him talking about his daughter. That was my favorite part. I laughed a couple times there, but that was basically it. That was like the only time I had really laughed at this Chris Rock special, man. And that kind of made me sad. Like this was his, my least favorite special of his, in my opinion, I think it's,
0: it's his worst special. Yep, I, I agree with you. I thought, look, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it at the same time. I felt that uh, I'm look, I'm tired of like you, like you mentioned of the whole cancel culture stuff. Right. I'm not going to get into the conversation today, uh, but there's the, so much that bothers me about kind of the points he was trying to make. I get where he's coming from. I really, really do. But there's a lot more to cancel culture and the current cancel culture that we live in, because let's not remember or let's not forget that back in 2001, when people who are now considered snowflakes, lefties, libtards, whatever you want to call them, talked against certain things. They were being, you know, quote unquote, canceled, you know, Dixie Chicks, uh, people like that. Anyways, don't want to get too deep into it. But, you know, there's so much more. About that topic but it's very easy It's low hanging fruit almost at this point right? Bill Burr has done it to oh death love. He's doing he's doing it to death Woody Harrelson essentially did the same Thing on SNL and his monologue if you Watch that it's done it's Over with I'm done with that um, Right and I think the summary The way that I best summarize it was when I, The message that I sent you and that was uh, Chris Rock is becoming The person that he used to make fun of the most
1: that's what's so sad, man. That is what's so sad. He used to like uh I don't know. This is probably overstating it, but it felt as a fan, as a young kid watching him too. It felt like he used to speak truth to power and kind of yes. like be full be for the little guy and now he is now he is quite the opposite. And it's just like, yeah, man, like when you, when all the old guys are talking about one thing and I'm not trying to age discriminate or man. anything, like they you know what I mean? I love that I man I'm still a fan of Ron McClain. I was still a fan of Don Cherry until he went nuts and pointed in the camera and said some racist shit and got fired. But like, it's cool when old people are allowed to age on screen. And I think like, just because you pass 45, it doesn't mean you're no longer valid in our society. Like, I want to see what the elder statesmen have to say. I want to see what Chris Rock has to say. I want to see what Dave Chappelle has to say. But if they're all talking about the exact same thing and it's like... It's just like tired and hack. You got to get off the subject. Like, how do they not see that they're tired and hack? They were the geniuses my whole life, and now they can't see that they're just all just digging in the same well. Like, what the fuck is going on, man? I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, but agreed. But you know, like it is what it is. Uh, Chris Rock had a lot of pent up rage in him. I felt like you could have called this Chris Rock pent up
0: rage special. You know, I think that was the issue. I think he was angry. I think he's angry at the world. I think he's angry at Will Smith. I think he's angry at well the Smiths in general. I think he's just an angry person, and this special kind of reflected that
1: exactly right man well put yeah it seems like i and hopefully that's not permanent it seems like at this moment though and if, well rightfully so i suppose rightfully so i suppose but at this moment it seems like he's really really angry which brings me to mark maron's special from bleak to dark because after watching chris rock special and not really enjoying it i was like so in a comedy mood i was like oh i'll give mark maron's a try
0: i, I was kind of blown away this one to you because i know I'm a huge fan of Mark Maron, right? Like I've always listened to his podcasts, loved yeah. them in in, uh, in 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 um glow glow. I almost said Glee. I'm like, no, it's not G L <laughs> other letters, glow. He was awesome in it. So a lot of our listeners might know him best at that or his podcast. He does so much, but his latest special, uh, which you can catch here in Canada on Crave, uh, yes. I was blown or away HBO. by it. Or HBO, yes.
1: Yes, yeah. Uh, from bleak to dark, Mark Marin, his 2023 special. I think this is his finest work, man. I would go as far as as to say this is Mark Maron's masterpiece. He yes. talks about losing. He talks about losing his girlfriend. He talks about this the society we're in and like people. And he is lefty, you know what I mean. But but Chris Rock is is very clearly a Democrat and a lefty as well. And I thought he completely missed the mark. So maybe I'm biased, and that's fine. But well. You know. And I, uh, Mark, I thought Mark Marin, like, like the way he he talked about, uh, quote unquote, cancel culture, he kind of weaved into it and and out of it, and just his his storytelling is is very good, uh, and, and he he doesn't have to be the coolest guy in the room; he can still kind of like be an asshole. But you still like them? I don't know. Like I, I just thought this was brilliant stand-up comedy. Like this was this is a special that I know I will watch more than once in my life. I will show people. I might throw it on for my mom next time yes. I'm home, you know, for a week. Like honestly, like this is a special that's going to stick with me. So Mark Maron's is for me like five out of five. Like I would I would highly recommend Mark Maron's special from bleak to dark. And I never thought I'd say it. Never in a million years, but I liked Marons way more than I liked
0: Chris Rock's man. Way more. It was way what a, better. What a crazy world we live in, right? It's absolutely crazy. And I agree with you, right? I watched the Mark Maron one. Like I was in a weird mood. And I I just needed something chipper something happy to watch and i turned it on and i was blown away by it he gets so real and so emotional at times but yet he's still able to hit the mark on his jokes right as you mentioned he talks about uh, his girlfriend that passed away from uh during covid not from covid during covid uh and he kind of talks about kind of the depression and the loneliness that was added on by all the covid stuff right he also talks and, and stuff that you never really knew about him, his family life, him growing up and stuff like that, which was, you know, you, I feel like, you know, you know, someone on as, as a comedian, as one person. Right. And oftentimes it's like a, 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 it's a it's a mirror of themselves. But I really feel like you really got to know him in this one.
1: Yeah, man, exactly. And that's what comedy is all about. So chris rock had some real stuff to talk about obviously but so did mark Marin. i would argue his you know, like uh, we can get into a whole thing with the with the chris rock stuff about about the slap i don't think i i'm actually shocked that he's so hurt and embarrassed by it why you won bro you won that exchange like will smith what i was worried about And I think it might be happening is that it was going to hurt both people's careers. Now it is obviously now it is man. Obviously it was going to hurt Wills. Like he embarrassed himself, but there's a way for Chris rock to laugh that off and rebound. And I don't think he's done it. I'm shocked at how much it kind of like traumatized him. Like why, man, I've been punched in the face before numerous times, sometimes by people bigger than me, sometimes by people smaller than me. Nobody likes being punched in the face, but like, Mm. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> john John moxley might some people might hey some people pay for the privilege you know <laughs> but uh, yeah man i don't know i'm just i'm just shocked that, that chris rock is so traumatized by this thing man i think he won he told a joke so rude that the fresh prince got up his uh, got out of his fucking chair and slapped him in the mouth in the absence of the Tonight Show Boris with Johnny Carson, that's pretty much every comedian's dream now in yep. 2023. Agreed. Just say something, say something so rude that that a 90s TV star slaps you in the mouth. Me I'm hoping it's Blossom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You know what's so creepy? I was going to say, "Fuck you, Joey Lawrence." <laughs>
1: Whoa, whoa, Boris. But, but you know what though? Like we were saying about paying for the privilege, maybe if if uh maybe I want Blossom to slap me in the face for different reasons. Ayo!
0: Let's move on. Speaking of getting slapped talk. in the face, you know who's had a pretty tough week? The Toronto Raptors under West Coast swing.
1: Yeah, the, the Raptors usually get slapped with uh with various appendages while they're on the West Coast.
0: Yeah, but this week was been pretty tough. Look, I I don't know how to approach the subject, but I'm just gonna talk about how the Raptors feel. They feel that they've been uh slided. They feel like they've been put in the wrong by the NBA referees. Uh, that they lost against Denver after a bunch of calls after um. Uh, well, Scotty Barnes being ejected from the game For saying something under his breath uh, It's been a very tough week for the Raptors Fred Van Vliet was the latest one to talk about this And on Sunday, he said he wanted to sa- Or Monday, he said he wanted to save his money Instead of criticizing the officials After a controversial loss But last night, after they lost to the LA Clippers That wasn't the case And Matt, I, I, let's see if this works Let's see how well this works. Trying new software. Let's see if this goes. Yes.
1: Let's hope it does. This is from Wednesday night.
0: It was f- terrible tonight. Oh, um, oh, oh! Gotta rewind this thing.
1: Okay, no. All right, yeah. Sorry, sorry. This is uh, wh- what's the date? The exact date on this Wednesday, April eighth. Or oh, sorry, March. 8th. Mar- Wednesday, March eighth. After the game versus the Clippers, right? Where uh, Kawhi, former Raptors flame, done beat them with the assist from the referees.
0: All right, let's listen. Ridiculous.
1: Now nice. Of course, an
0: ad plays. Right.
1: Oh, <laughs> right. Right. fantasy baseball ad oh it's a full ass thing holy fuck they just went they went into a full ass fantasy baseball podcast ad here oh my god we get it fantasy baseball yeah okay so so is this fred van thing just gone
0: thanks yahoo sports right? You're killing the one it. time the one time let me i'm gonna refresh this guy okay yeah there well, we
2: go. i mean i don't mind i'll take a fine i don't really care i thought you know um, ben Taylor was f- terrible tonight. Um, I thought that uh, most nights, you know, a couple of, the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just f- the game up, you know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The Third quarter, I get a b- tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be dicks and um just kind of the game up nobody's coming to see that sh-t. they come to see the players and um i think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the nba is and was and um it's been disappointing this season um you could look up most of my texts this year have been with ben taylor officiated so at a certain point as a player you feel it's personal and um It's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got outplayed, um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. I think that um, there's been certain. All
0: right, so that's, that's the main part of this. Now, here's a nice little stat, Matthew. Out of eight possible technical fouls that Fred Van Vliet has got, Ben Taylor gave him five. Ooh. Well, that is
1: the majority. Mathematics will tell us. By the way, you might need to clean that up in post. There seemed to be an echo there. Maybe we'll. Maybe maybe uh, Frey Van Vliet has been a robot this entire time. Anyway, uh, yeah, man, that sucks. The Raptors, though, like obviously every fan thinks this. Every fan of every team thinks this. But I think due to the Canadian factor and the lack of superstars other than Vince Carter for like a year and a half and Kawhi for literally uh, one season. Uh, the Raptors always get screwed over by the refs. They never get any respect. They're the little brother of the NBA, and that is kind of the way it's going to be until they get another Kawhi.
0: Yep, that's the unfortunate part, right? It really sucks. Uh, so they did ask him about this today, and he kind of, kind of apologized without apologizing. He says he was unprofessional, but he says heat of the moment, and he really didn't apologize to the ref whatsoever. It was the heat of the moment telling us where
1: our Fred went, and he went down with the ship. He did lose a little bit of money, but you know what? Fred's got a big contract coming. He can afford it. He can afford it.
0: Yep, exactly. That's exactly it. All right, so that is some NBA news. Let's talk about the WNBA. It's something that we typically don't talk about here, and that's just because, well— You know, Toronto doesn't really have a team, and it's actually quite hard to catch games of the WNBA here in Canada unless they're nationally aired from the States. Uh, So the WNBA is coming to Toronto. They are actually supposed to debut May 13th at the Scotiabank Arena, uh, and this game was going to be against the Chicago Sky and Minnesota Lynx. Dude, this game just about sold out. Earlier this week during the pre-sale, there were under, I think I think it was like under five hundred tickets for the actual general sale today, and they sold out within seconds.
1: I love it, man.
0: I, I, I bet they won't do this, but you know what? They should call the team
1: when they when they inevitably expand to Toronto because they would be crazy if they didn't. If there's this much uh interest for a WNBA game. Anywhere on earth put a team there immediately. So when they put a team in Toronto, they should call it the Toronto Pterodactyls. I like that name. I really do. It it it, it rolls off the tongue. It's a little long, doesn't fit so well on Terras. a jersey. So I yeah, right. They could they could shorten it however they want, but the Toronto pterodactyls for
0: the uh, you know the, the the
1: sister squad to the Raptors. I think that would be pretty good.
0: Man, it always makes me laugh how the Toronto basketball team is called the Raptors because you know of all the I'm Raptors so that roamed here in the Toronto <laughs> area, you know, millions of years ago, <laughs> not because of the popularity of the 1993 movie Jurassic Park
1: that happened to be coming out at the exact same time that, yeah, it, there was, I, re, I remember being that age being like super into dinosaurs. I got the dinosaur magazine that sent you like little dinosaur bones every week. That I remember that. A,
0: is that the one remember that had the 3 glasses?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 And then you make it, you make like your dinosaur model and then like, Oh man, that, that was, that was some good stuff. Good shit, pal. But yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I, Toronto pterodactyls is the way to go. And hopefully the pterodactyls get more respect than the Raptors do. So you you don't have, you know, Fred Van Vliet yelling in the heat of the moment. It was Van Vliet of the moment, Boris. Anyway.
0: And you want to be a stand-up comedian.
1: That was an amazing, amazing <laughs> little podcast. No, dude, I'm sorry. that's, 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 that's was good. It I don't a fuck really if you good. liked it or not. Uh, that's going to be the title of this goddamn
0: podcast, so you better like it, buddy. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right. You know what else is selling really well? Not surprising. WWE has been on a tear in terms of uh, sales and ticket sales. Uh so, SmackDown is coming to Toronto in August, and the pre-sale was yesterday, and I checked the tickets last night before pre-sale ended, and dude, there was like maybe two sections in the 300, which is the upper bowl available, and in those sections, maybe like 120, 200 seats, and then the lower wow. bowl had about 2,000 seats, and this is at the end of pre-sale. General sale is starts tomorrow, Friday morning. So I think that's going to be a legit sellout for WWE here in Toronto.
1: They're doing very well, man. Uh, Meltzer said on the radio show today, and I hadn't even considered it, but he's right. Uh, they're going to Puerto Rico for backlash yes. hosted by Bad Bunny. And yep. Meltzer said, man, they they probably could have sold out a stadium in Puerto Rico. They could have sold out a soccer stadium, man. They're that pot, And it's been so long since Puerto Rico's got a big show. Uh, the last big WWE show, truly big WWE show, I think was New Year's Revolution 2005 yes. with the Elimination Chamber. Yep, which we just talked about
0: on this show, I think <laughs> just last a- episode,
1: two episodes. A ago. couple, yeah, one or two ago at least. But yeah, man, so I think I think Dave is right. WWE super hot right
0: now. Hot, hot, hot. Yep. Muy caliente to our Puerto Rican fans. Aha. Si. All right. Bueno we're still talking sports let us talk some world baseball classic it is going on right now essentially it is the world cup of baseball man i i I, this is why i love and hate fifa i love and hate fifa because they're the only governing body who can get you know the clubs and um, federations on somewhat on the same page to do something with the World Cup every four years regardless. You know, the World Cup of Hockey has had so many different formats and it's happened so uncommon. The World Baseball Classic, so uncommon. Sometimes it's every three years, sometimes every five years, sometimes every six years. And after the last one, I'm actually surprised that a lot of clubs and teams are letting their players go because I don't know if you remember. But there were a lot of injuries at the start of that year with players that went to the World Baseball Classic.
1: Yeah, there, it's always a risk, but I do love the World I Baseball do. Classic. I I almost wish they did it every season. I, I not that I think they should do the World Cup of uh, soccer and hockey every season, but I think for baseball, this is better than spring training. I'd rather see this at least every at least every two or three years. Yeah. I'm very much okay with. So yeah, if you're unfamiliar, quickly the format of the World Baseball Classic this year it changes a lot. There are four pools of five teams uh five times four is 20 teams in this world baseball classic
0: uh carry the one yes your math is correct 20
1: all right thank you uh well, yeah we'll consult uh an abacus on that <laughs> one uh <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> So, yeah, you play every team in your pool, and uh, then the top two teams in each pool move on to the quarterfinals, bud, the Elite Eight, and then it's a straight bracket showdown until you get to the championship. So uh, the United States are are in Pool C with Canada, Mexico, Great Britain, and Colombia. They play in Phoenix, Arizona, and they have yet to start playing.
0: Yep. Uh, So there's two games every day The games that happen today Which is Thursday Were Czech Republic and China Cuba versus Panama Friday's games are Korea versus Japan That's a game to watch And Italy versus Chinese Taipei Do you know who the Italian coach is? The skipper? Is it Mike Piazza? You know it buddy
1: The pizza man Piazza New York catcher
0: Los Angeles catcher But sure
1: Uh, well, well it's it's Depends a song I, 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 yes yeah true he was on the mets it's a song i believe by sebastian and bell a really great song it uh, is uh, piazza piazza new york caster i think it's on the juno soundtrack i believe you're right
0: i believe you're right but Ooh. yeah um elope with okay. me young boris and we'll sail around the world let's not do that let's <laughs> never do that ever again <laughs> might even edit that out i'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> ah, please, for the so, love of God, edit that out. couple <laughs> things I want to talk about about the World Baseball Classic is, number one, hope the injuries don't happen. Number two, Matt, I love the international crowd. So what you didn't mention about the pools were that the various pools play in different continents.
1: Yes. So Pool A uh, is in Taichung, Pool B, Tokyo, Pool C, Phoenix, and Pool D, Miami. So Pool C and D are in the same country, let alone continent. But yeah, Well, I guess Pool A and B are in the same uh, continent, too.
0: But different continents. Intercontinental Championship of baseball here, Boris. Sounds better than the International Championship.
1: (laughs) Which sounds better than the All-Atlantic Baseball (laughs) Classic.
0: (laughs) All right. So the crowd. So I was watching the Panama-Chinese-Taipei game a few days ago where Panama just steamrolled over Chinese-Taipei. But the crowd was amazing. It was essentially, it felt like a soccer crowd. Yes, in uh, Taichung,
1: Taiwan, unbelievable crowd, dancing, chanting, blowing on horns, flags everywhere. It was really cool to see.
0: Number two, or I guess this is the third point that I want to make at this point. I have never been so happy... For a pitch clock than I was watching these games. Wait, there's no pitch clock. Though, there, these that's games, what I right? mean. I am so ah! happy that there is a pitch <laughs> clock. because yes. the, the Chinese Taipei game went four hours plus three and a half hours plus. I should say um, the Cuba Panama game earlier today, almost four hours. Whereas MLB games, and we're still only in spring training, we haven't even started the season with this thing. Uh, The Jays game a couple days ago went two hours, 15 minutes. That's amazing, man. Yeah, this is the last
1: old baseball that we're ever going to see. It's over after this. After this, it's big bases and pitch clocks and all the fancy stuff. This is your last, the last taste of your grandpappy's baseball right here.
0: Buddy. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the whole base thing. I have yet to really care or really make an opinion on that. But the pitch clock, man, I'm telling you, I've already made my opinion and I love it.
1: And boris is super for it i've
0: anything that
1: shortens baseball immediately by 30 minutes per game is a-okay by me it's it's great and it's not in your face from the little bit of spring training that i've seen they only even put it on the clock like on the screen when it's like five seconds or less so i i, I quite think it's it's working man it's absolutely working
0: all right, so that's the World Baseball Classic. We'll talk a little more about it as the tournament uh, continues, because, uh, you know, as the tournament continues, we're going to be seeing the big boys, Japan versus USA versus Dominican versus Canada versus... Well, Canada's not a big boy, but you know where I'm going yeah. with this. In a four-way dance, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I'm tired.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, you, you had a lot of steam there for a second. So, yeah, quickly, Canada's schedule... Uh, do you have it? I can load it up real quick. Real, real quick. I know they start against England on the twelfth of March, which is Sunday.
0: Yeah, that's all I know. This is that they started on the weekend.
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, they yeah, they play the States on Monday the thirteenth, so I'm sure they will be obliterated by the States, and that'll probably be the end of the tournament there.
0: Canada for the unbeaten. I don't know what the final score was, but they were facing the Cubs yesterday, and the Cubs were beating them six to four. The last I checked.
1: Oof, oof. Well, it's not what you want. Not what you want. So yeah, the schedule. Uh Sunday, March 12th versus Great Britain, 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Monday, March 13th versus the USA, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Tuesday, March 14th versus Colombia, 3 p.m. Eastern time. And Wednesday, March 15th versus Mexico, 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: Very cool. There you go. World Baseball Classic coming at you. Pitter-patter, let's get at her, bud. Speaking of pitter-patter, WWE is doing something very interesting. They, uh, they're getting at her. They're getting at her. That's for damn sure. So I only know one person in my life who bets on wrestling, and that's our friend Mark Andrada.
1: Really? Oh, I I never do that. About he made the good I money
0: one it. WrestleMania. I forget what it. I oh, forget no which shit. match it was. But he made really good money one year. That's amazing. I have a funny story for you. So back in the day, Boris, in
1: 2011, I was writing for the Score, the Score uh, in Canada. I was feeling myself pretty good, good about that. And I thought I, I considered myself something of a wrestling expert. I did. By God, little precocious. 24 year old-ish mad editor thinking he knows everything in the world and i would brag about in my score blog betting on wrestling betting on this ryback versus mark henry wrestlemania match that was that was that was money it was it turns out it was illegal to do this in canada at the time nobody in my blog noticed or cared but uh yeah so the funny (laughs) part of the, (laughs) the actual funny part of the story is if you remember how this Ryback versus Mark Henry feud and match went, Ryback turned heel. Randomly, in the build to WrestleMania, they turned Ryback heel. You remember that. And the odds the odds for this match dramatically flipped. And instead of Ryback being like a slight favorite over Mark Henry in a match that I thought, oh, babyface Ryback is going to mow through Mark Henry at WrestleMania, this is the safest money I ever saw and the odds are so good right now they turned Ryback heel and Mark Henry beat this man. And I lost my only bet on fake wrestling that I've ever made in my entire life. And it was one that I was bragging about publicly for weeks.
0: (laughs) <laughs> amazing. That's hilarious. Just
1: amazing. Just amazing. Good old slice of humble pie for this guy. And uh and a reminder that it's fucking fake and it's dumb
0: to spend your money on it. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> right? Because everybody knows that wrestling is predetermined. How do you set the odds? How do you add this to your sports books? Well, WWE is trying to work with the states of Michigan and Colorado, and they're actually working with the Huge accounting firm of Ernst and Young. Ernst and Young works with academies like the Osc like the uh, like the Oscars, like the Emmys, and other academies yes. like that uh, to secure the results before they get told on air. So WWE is working with this accounting firm in order to be able to create odds in sports books within Michigan and Colorado. So yes. They can change the match, and this is the thing. It might change how booking works because now the booking is going to have to be well in advance, sent to Ernst & Young in a closed briefcase, put under, you know, and, and locked on someone's arm, kind of like Benicio Del Toro in Snatch, and for to be only opened upon after the event to secure that, yes, this was legit. Um, So Michigan and Colorado are the two states that WWE is working with Ernst and Young on. And this is huge, man. This is huge. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see exactly what is happening. Colorado is an interesting one because, you know, there is a law in Colorado uh, prohibiting gambling on events with scripted or fixed Outcomes. So I wonder what compelled WWE to target Colorado. I'm sure it's a tax reason. I'm sure there's something there to it. Uh, But uh, yeah, they're working with Colorado and Michigan right now uh, to try to get themselves into sports books. But Matt, my question for you is, you know, we've always like, here's a perfect example. Not that it happened. And I think that I'm going to piss a lot of people off for even bringing this up. But let's say they did call an audible on the Sami Zayn Roman Reigns match here in Montreal. You wouldn't be able to do something like that anymore if you're working with an Ernst and Young on sports books.
1: Well, this is the thing, man. And on paper, it seems like this terrible idea, right? Like, oh my god, like, why would you ever do that? You need to listen to the crowd to book wrestling, but WWE's kind of had it set in stone for the last few months. Anyway, we all know what's happening at WrestleMania, and we have forever it feels like we all know that this wrestlemania is leading to cody rhodes beating roman reigns and taking those titles that's been set in stone for months like i don't know if this is going to be that big a change but the thing is even even if nine times out of ten wwe does do the thing that they're planning on doing that one time out of ten could be so special that's what wrestling should be like i this just completely eliminates the Sami zayn Possibility, like you said, and I—I I will go to my grave thinking they fucked up not giving Sami Zayn that win now, in Montreal.
0: Let's talk about something like the Royal Rumble, where the winner could be eliminated by accident.
1: Oh, that's an excellent point. The winner is going to have to stay in the middle of the ring the
0: whole time to avoid something like that, right? And to Uh, me, that will make it obvious. It will make it boring, especially if you're trying to build a star out of this Royal Rumble, right? Like if this is a person uh, getting the diesel treatment, getting the Kane treatment, getting the Brock Lesnar treatment, right? And they're just standing in the middle of the ring to to make sure that they're not eliminated. It's going to really take away from a lot of the entertainment value
1: you're right but how many times has a person actually been eliminated by accident stone cold that stone one cold? time who I knows like to, if it's happened i like to think you know? macho
0: man did it in 93 because he's an idiot <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just oh, i just had to oh I had yeah to. thank you yeah. you know you know how deeply how deeply that one Oh man damn you macho man anyway man like it is going to be interesting i don't think that much will change ultimately but in the in the odd chance that there could be like an audible called where the fans are just like cheering and it just makes so much sense. But six months ago, they decided that this guy has to win and they sent it to the, to the committee that, you know, watch dogs, the Oscars or whatever. I I don't know. It's, it's a brave new world, man, but WWE booking rarely makes sense. Anyway, like it it goes in and out of sanity and has done since 2001. So
0: it's true. Now, there could be ways that they can get around this. Right. But I, like, this is these were just my first thoughts as I read that. Right. Um, so we'll see what happens because I know a lot of people just read the headline. They're like, hey, it's fixed. How are they going to do this? Well, they're going to do it the way that the Academy Awards and other award shows yes. do this. Right. Um, they have an accounting firm working with them to closely guard the results.
1: Uh yeah, exactly. That's that's a key to it. I didn't realize until like researching this whole story that such a firm existed. That was a thing that was uh thing. you know, it's a thing in our society. It makes sense. Don't I suppose? remember, I guess,
0: a few years ago that whole controversy with La La Land uh and, yes. and you know, they blamed the accountants. They got too drunk and something happened and they blamed wow. the accountants.
1: That's amazing. I I did not research or care much about that. Only it was Moonlight in La La Land, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what had happened for our listeners is that they announced the wrong winner to the Film of the Year award at the Academy Awards uh, because of some mix-up. Who knows what actually happened? But uh, yeah, maybe an audible was called there. We don't know, <laughs> and we never will, and we never will. But yeah,
1: gambling, uh, legal gambling. On professional wrestling, a brave new world. The thing is, it's existed at, at least for the last dozen years because I was doing it and publicly talking about it on the internet in 2011. I mean, no, I wasn't. Don't hold me to that. That's a lie. Those those articles have been scrubbed anyway. You can't you can't find my archive on the score. You go look for it. I, I hope you can. Tell please prove me wrong, but you go try to find it.
0: Matthew Smith will find it somehow. Oh, please, Matthew Smith, please. All right. <laughs> Speaking of gambling and wrestling, Tony Khan's gamble with Ring of Honor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Lots of, lots of gambles going on with Ring of Honor. Are, I don't know what you're getting at right now. We didn't talk about this before the podcast, but can I tell you what's bugging me the most about Ring of Honor before you go on
0: your end? Yeah, let's, let's hear you.
1: I love that he's trying to like, uh, you know, reach to Jay Briscoe, reach out to the to the Briscoe family and tribute this man. But another ladder match does not need to happen. You're yeah. gonna like. Why does Tony Khan have such a boner for ladder matches? You don't need to do one every two months, guy. Come on, yeah. save your talent. People get hurt in these ladder matches all the time, too. It's like there's a little bit of uh. You, I, I think Edge used to talk about Michael P.S. Hayes like. Uh, bu- booking these ladder matches and putting them all together and like man like you're not the one taking these risks like chill out bro and i think there might be a little bit of that in tony Khan. who knows
0: yeah i don't know it's he's a weird man he's a very 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 weird person i have something to tell you when we're done recording um all right so ring of honor <laughs> i ominous Right. I kind of didn't <laughs> care too much about this show. It was a very hard watch for me. It really oh, you're, you're an ROH Mark. That makes I, me sad. I am an ROH Mark, right? Like I really am. Uh but this one, it really did feel like an episode of Dark Dark Elevation, what have you. It was ten matches. Wow. Ten matches. Some of them are okay. Some of them are entertaining, but 10 matches is very hard to, to consume, right? Like, I really wish this was more like the original syndicated ROH, where it was like four matches, three matches, some promos in the middle, and everything made sense. Right now, we're on the road to... Uh, the supercard of honor, and yeah, there were some things happening with the heavyweight championship and all that fun stuff. But I, it just felt like a smorgasbord of, of, of matches, right? Yeah, Claudio Castanoli and A. R. Fox, amazing match, tons of fun. But what at the end of the day, w- like why, why? Yeah, yeah, Eddie Kingston came out, did his thing. Uh, you know, after he quit AEW last week. Um, but you know, he did that. Yeah. It was cool to see Zack Sabre Jr. But why is he facing Blake Christian? You know, it was amazing to see Mark Briscoe open up the show, but he faced Slim J. Yes, I understand that there is history there with Slim J and the original ROH. Right. But it just felt like a a um an episode of dark, you know, Madison Rain and Sky Blue against Charlotte Renegade and Robin Renegade, the Renegade twins whom, by the whom, by the way, I adore. But. You know, at no point was I ever thinking, oh, this match, I don't know who's going to win. It honestly felt like watching a 1992 episode of Superstars without amazingly shit promos.
1: Yeah, and and, and without the great announcing. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because Boe and Caprice back. are great. Yeah, you're right. So at least they have great announcing like 1992 superstars, but they don't have the fun wacky characters and the crazy promos and the bright colors. Eh, It's not as fun. It's not as fun, Uh, man. I don't understand. Okay. 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 For Ring of Honor, it's different. It's different, though, for Ring of Honor because this is what Ring of Honor... kind. Ring of Honor has to give you work rate. It has to give you the technical wrestling. It has to be a good in-ring product. Otherwise, what is Ring of Honor? That It has to lean into the pro wrestling and lots of it. This specific company. But I don't understand these wrestling promoters. There is so much of the same thing in wrestling there's just so many guys doing flips and doing awesome moves and so many like wrestlemania main event kick out of five finishers matches so much to digest no one's doing a quick character-based show if lucha underground debuted this week it would fucking slay it would do so well in this landscape wrestling is ready for another lucha underground we need we need short story-based wrestling that's what we need. We don't need another AEW Dark. We do not need another 12-match card where nine of them are squashes, two of them are semi-competitive, and then one's a really good main event. That's that's the last thing on earth the professional wrestling industry needs. Dude, look how spoiled
0: we are. We're complaining true. about it's watching true. amazing wrestling, but we now Not live- complaining. Not yes, but I, but the point I'm trying to make right now. You're, is, yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying is that we see so much good wrestling. There needs to be a little something, something more to that to catch my attention, right? Also, my last point is you might need to repeat your theory about Tony Khan and Wheeler Yuta because this was so <laughs> apparent in this episode when when uh, Timothy Thatcher called out Wheeler Yuta
1: Oh, I'll I'll dust this off every, every time you ask me, <laughs> Boris. So it goes back to Raven on a shoot interview, which Raven's shoot interviews are amazing if you can get through them. But it's like six <laughs> hours of content and like two hours of amazing and four hours of him rambling like a drunken Looney Tune character. <laughs> but I love Raven and he's a brilliant man. And his, his whole thing is that wrestling bookers have one character who they see themselves in, and that inevitably becomes their favorite character. And they're pushed to a hard degree, no matter what's going on in the rest of the show. And his theory was that Paul Heyman saw himself in the Raven character. And though it was a take, it was like more goth than Heyman ever was. He was anti-establishment, and he was fucking mad at the world, and he was traumatized, and he was pissed off, and he wanted everyone to feel his pain, and he wanted to create madness and chaos, and that was Raven. Tony Khan is Wheeler (laughs) Yuda. Tony Khan sees himself in Wheeler Yuda. He's a weird, bland, kind of short guy, kind of looks like Tony Khan, got this weird black hair and the weird black beard. No one knows where he came from, (laughs) why he's here. He's just the man with the spot. That's all he is. He's just the guy who showed up and he's here because he's here. And if you don't like it, flip the fucking channel. That's Tony Khan and that's Wheeler Yuta.
0: Yep, that's exactly it. Dude, it's just so funny. Every time I see Wheeler Yuta, <laughs> I just think of your theory of, of, of that.
1: <laughs> that's, that's it. That's his boy. If you had to pick one guy in uh, in all of Ring of Honor or all of AEW, that would be the pick. That's my pick.
0: Yep. Yep. Oh, that's so freaking funny. All right, let us talk some uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. It is the New Japan Pro Wrestling Cup. uh, And I'm only going to really focus on the cup matches. So the first night had some very, very good matches. This is actually just a random match. but uh, I actually really liked it. It was Zack Sabre Jr. and Kosei Fujita. They went up against Tamatanga and Ryohei Oiwa. That match was a lot of fun. I think that Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be facing Tama Tonga very soon for that TV title.
1: Oh, I like that a lot. Tamatanga can go. He's really improved in the last 3 years. Uh basically since COVID, that guy has has really hit another gear. Love me some Tamatanga. I love the idea of the the veteran and the young boy tag. That's pretty fun.
0: Yep. Uh Leo Rush, man. He's back. He's looking great.
1: Let's go.
0: Let's uh, go. The other thing I wanted to point out about these cards is that it has a very G1 feel where the undercard, yeah, they're all the stupid tag matches that everyone hates and everyone fast forwards if they watch this on demand, but they're fast. They're like six minutes, seven minutes, four minutes.
1: Yeah, and they're vital for experience for these guys though if in a four-minute six-man tag you're getting like 30 seconds of ring time maybe i mean it, it's important get out there maximize it the people who who you know are paying attention they want to see you try and uh, maximize whatever window of opportunity you get right so yep it's it's quite important all
0: right first round matchup at the new japan cup Naito versus El Fantasmo. Matt, you know I've been very high on El Fantasmo. You know that in my head, in my brain, I was booking him to go very far in this tournament. You actually you stopped short of it, but it kind of felt like you were you were you wanted to pick him to win it. You were oh. you were you stopped short, but Good thing I stopped short because he is eliminated <laughs> from this tournament. Who would have thought Tetsuya Naito actually gets a win in New Japan Pro Wrestling? Dude, this match was really, 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 really well done. And let me tell you this. El Fantasmo looked like he deserved to be in the ring with Tetsuya Naito. They went just sub of 18 minutes. Great match. Amazing, amazing match. Uh, El Fantasmo got out of a destino, hits a super kick, Naito then went for a roll up for the win. So the story that they were eventually saying was, yeah, Naito won, but El Fantasmo got screwed out of this match because of a roll up.
1: Right, like Naito had to had to, you know, take the back door to beat Fantasmo, kind of the Hangman Page John Moxley story. So you're saying it's list-worthy, I should add it to the to the watch list for possible 123 of 2023?
0: I'm pointing directly at you, bro. <laughs> yes, do it.
1: <laughs> Throwing it on. All right. It will be added to the list. Naito versus Phantasmo. New Japan Cup round one. Do you Here, noted.
0: Here's another right. New Japan round one cup. And it was Sonata versus Tai Chi with Takamichi Noku in his corner. This match was also huh. tons of fun sonata versus
1: tai chi i'm actually just reading the new japan cup 2023 wiki here boris and they're telling me 24 minutes 27 seconds for this one
0: i timed it yeah i timed it at 24 25 but yes by god by god that is a main event i like tai chi i wish you would have (laughs) won i did too and this was the main event of the show um, you know, when you look at the brackets and you saw Tai Chi and Sonata, I know a lot of people were groaning and angry, but you know what? I've been a fan of Sonata over the past little bit. He's much better than Evil, and he's much better alone without Evil. Um, and then there's someone like a Tai Chi who, in my opinion, has a stupid as shit character and gimmick, <laughs> but, but arguably, yes. But he's improved a lot in the ring he's kind of like you know he's kind of like Tamatonga in that sense where since 2020 since the pandemic i feel like he's really improved unlike our boy uh what's his name the guy that uh chaos uh
1: what uh yano yeah (laughs) Yano oh yeah yeah no Yano games. yeah yeah Torianu is is never going to improve but that's why we love Toriyano. he is going to stay f- 5.1 out of 10 forever and that is the Toru Yano way <laughs> but yes uh it's awesome to see Tai Chi's improvement in the ring man he is he has the dumbest character he is like a evil singing boy. He comes yeah. to the ring, saying singing the emo songs. Yeah. He is yeah, he he's the he's the phantom of Koruken hall. That is Taichi.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk about night two. Night two once again, tons of undercard matches. Let's talk about the first round matches. And this match was amazing. Nine minutes, forty seven seconds. Shota Omino versus Yujiro Takahashi with Peter. Really, the Tokyo Pimps versus Shota. Yep, very good, very good, very no fast. Way. And Umino advances to the next round to face Zack Saber Jr.
1: Yes, that'll be fun. Zack Saber Jr. versus the son of Red Shoes, Shota Umino. He's been on AEW a couple times. You know Shota. Yep, exactly. I'm talking about. Him. Well, I know oh, you. You're talking. To I know. Listener.
0: I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm being a dick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, ah, ah, oh, hey. Was this was this was this the show with the
0: Finley Ishi match that I've heard about? This most? is <laughs> the next match I'm going to talk about. David oh. Finley with Ghetto Gato versus Tomohiro Ishii. First round New Japan Cup tournament match went 19 minutes, 18 minutes, 47 seconds. Holy shit! This was fun. David Finley is essentially Switchblade. He's replaced the character. If, yes. if wrestling had a way to recast characters, just call David Finley Switchblade. At this point,
1: exactly right. It's like uh, what's a famous character? Well, like uh, Aunt Viv on uh, on the Fresh Prince when just a new one yeah. just showed up one day. That's like a new Switchblade just just showed up. They recasted the
0: Switchblade, and his name is Fit Finley Junior Junior. <laughs> yep, it was just good Finley hits a stunner, clothesline, headbutt, neck breaker over his knee for the win Dude, this match was really good Another match that you should check out So now Cool, so yeah David Finley advances to face Great Ocon in the second round After the match, Gato got on the mic and said Finley is going to flip the division on its head And then he said, so what if Jay White isn't here?
1: Oh, David
0: fiddley versus the crate o corn? I love it the the human
1: crate of corn the great ocon I love that guy I, I mean maybe it's just the fact that he's like punching out rapists on Twitter or whatever he, he was doing there but
0: uh how could you not love the great ocorn the crate of corn and you know what uh so here's here's the crazy part this main event do you know what the main event of this show was
1: I do. I. I. I well, just because I'm looking at this wiki and there's only one tournament match left to talk about. Oh wait, are there two?
0: So oh, no. The main this event. This is the. This is the uh, the 51st anniversary show. This one had. Oh.
1: Oh, I do know Boris. Bishima. I'm gonna go get a beer. Please, please, please
0: tell me about this match because I've heard really good things about this tag team, buddy. Bishamon, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi defeated. Okada and Tanahashi back out Boris back out the mega powers of new japan oh 100% this match went about 21 minutes this match was a lot of fun this match was really well done i really enjoyed this i think both teams did great um you know matt said it best when he said this was like the mega powers going at it uh you know this match was very very much a 50 50 match it was very well done uh tanahashi and yoshihashi uh were trading forearms while they were on their knees they standed um bishamon set up shoto set up for shoto but tanahashi escaped they then hit Shoto uh, Team Slam for a very close near fall, which I think was a three. Okada made the save. Bishamon again set up for their Shoto, uh, but Tanahashi fought free. Tanahashi then got a roll up. Yoshihashi set up for Karma, but Hiroshi blocked it. Bishamon then hit, finally hit Shoto on Tanahashi, and that was the it. Like the last four minutes. Had such close pins, such n- close near falls. Dude, it was so well done.
1: Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, I have heard good things about this match. I actually forgot to add this one to the watch list as well. So thank you for reminding yep. me. That's at least two, probably three that I need to add to the list. Yeah. Back out. But it yeah, it's actually
0: uh, cool having the yeah. 51st anniversary show with important matches for the New Japan Cup. No doubt, not only that, but this really cool tag team and kind of a
1: shocking result. Like, I really would have thought if they're going to put them together and put them in the main event, they're going to win the titles. But it really puts over Bishimon strong to beat Okada and Tanahashi. Obviously, they pinned Tana and not Okada, which at this point makes sense, I guess, because Tana's older. He's the elder statesman in the group. It's like pinning John
0: Cena versus pinning Roman Reigns, right? Yep. All right. Let us go to night three of the New Japan Cup Tournament. Mark Davies, our boy, Mark Davies with Kyle Fletcher went up against your boy, Toru Yano. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> the the eternal 5.1 out of 10, Toru Yano. That's
0: this why match. Toru Yano. Oh, my God. This match went way too <laughs> long. This match was given almost 12 minutes.
1: Okay, that's ridiculous. That's, <laughs> that's 10 absurd. minutes more than
0: I, Yano should be on my screen.
1: I love, I, I legitimately, unironically love Toru Yano. I, I can't defend that.
0: That's that's too much. <laughs> yep. All right. Mark Davies, thank God he won. Because Yano, you never know. Yano squeezes out random wins in these tournaments. Oh, he'll pin a good wrestler. <laughs> that's that's part of the reason why we love him. Yep. Anyways, Mark Davies won. And do you know who he's facing in the next round
1: well if uh if my wikipedia is accurate and it always is boris will osprey is facing mark davis in the next round the united empire explodes student versus teacher davis versus william osprey by god
0: yep it's gonna be great i think that oh my god that match is gonna be incredible incredible oh man incredible
1: also yes a hundred million percent agreed buddy can't wait to see that don't i can't wait to see what they have in store how they're gonna like structure it you know
0: yeah the next match went way too long for my liking it was evil against ren narita it was evil being evil and doing evil Mm -hmm. stuff i his you've seen one evil match you've seen them all at this point
1: (laughs) yes yes yeah man exactly right so yeah we've we and we've seen them all we have seen every single one don't need to see another
0: ref bump Dick Togo jumps in the ring. Blah, 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 blah. They beat up Ren Nareda. Blah, 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 blah. Ren apply somehow gets out of this. Applies a rear naked choke. Evil clotheslines Togo. Ren avoided everything is evil. Hits an insiguri. Evil hit a low blow mule kick. Then a clothesline. Uh, then he finally hit everything is evil uh, for the win. And he advances. He goes on the mic, talks to the crowd to close the show. It was meh to say the least
1: yeah it's like it's the four-step evil process it's like step one ref bump step two dick to go step three mule kick step four go fuck yourself that's the evil foursome <laughs> right there i love
0: it. I, that needs to be turned into a t-shirt for us
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh good stuff
0: yeah man Um, oh, all right it's uh just about impact time gotta cover that for slam wrestling you know what's really cool i am going to be going to the windsor show for uh slam wrestling and i'll be covering that show live
1: that is dope glad to hear that man that's that's very fun
0: yeah man anything else you want to chat about before we go um no i don't know i don't know yeah. homie. let's let's do let's homie. let's do this impact and let's see where
1: let's see if this rattles anything in my brain you know what Oh, I thought you were reviewing Impact. No, I'm no, not.
0: No, <laughs> no. No, no, I'm okay. not. Okay. No. Good. impacts happening uh, right now.
1: Oh, I understand. Okay, my bad. I do I could throw a top 5 Iron Man matches at you real fast, but we could save that. Let's save Let's it. Let's save
0: it. Let's save it for yeah. for for a Sunday night heat episode of Bam.
1: Indeed. We'll, we'll let that one simmer on the pot. Is MJF versus Danielson the greatest Iron Man match of all time. Why don't you tell us, listeners? Maybe, maybe you could sway my opinion before I just throw more fucking hot takes at you, like the fireball, like the like the absolute flamethrower that this podcast is. Back
0: out, Boris. <laughs> Keep it locked here on the Sunday Nights mini Event Network. If for all of your wrestling and pop culture needs we've got a show for you whether you love wrestling comedy interviews sports we've got you covered here on sunday night's main event join the family by going to patreon.com slash snme radio got so much on the go so much happening matt as always it's been a pleasure chatting with you
1: I never meant to give that tech to you.
0: I'm going <laughs> to mute you very soon. <laughs> He's Matt. I'm Boris. <laughs> Till next time, stay tranquilo. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>